Hello, and welcome to the Crypto Masters Podcast, helping the general public to master an understanding of crypto assets. My name is Brian McCoy. And my name is Ross Eaton. And we are the, the Crypto, Crypto Masters. Masters. started with today's episode. Today's topic is Litecoin. Our goal, as as you know, is to provide information about crypto assets to help the public make investment decisions in the crypto space. We don't try to predict short-term price movements, so this show is not for short-term traders. We provide information about different crypto assets to allow listeners to make their own investment decisions. This is not financial advice. Disclaimer, this is not financial advice. Big red flags going up. Yeah, all right. Previously, we've discussed Bitcoin. We've discussed Ethereum. We talked about Bitcoin being the cryptocurrency. We talked about Ethereum being the platform and utilizing smart contracts. Today, we will discuss Litecoin which is currently the sixth largest market cap. And it essentially is in the first category of, uh, with Bitcoin being a cryptocurrency. In fact, it was a hard fork of the Bitcoin code back in 2011. Are these fun facts? Because I'm having fun. <laughs> these, are, these are super fun facts. But you know what? Let's jump in to Litecoin. So, Ross, maybe a good place to start is... Uh, Litecoin is known as being a hard fork of the Bitcoin code. What what is that? What does that mean? So yeah, I think it's a perfect starting point because just to start with Litecoin, you've got to know what a fork is. Um, to give a good analogy here, so um, I, I like to think of it as uh, soda. I don't drink much soda, but I like to think of it that way. So soda, let's say Coca Cola. You've got you know a consensus of what the ingredients are for Coca Cola. You know, it's got this the certain secret. Of, I think. The secret, yeah. I mean, I don't know. No, I've heard no one knows. It's a secret. <laughs> but I mean, you have a consensus for like you know certain ingredients that go in Coke, like the certain um, amounts of sugar, the flavor, all that goes in. So you can just churn out reproduced Coke, right? Um, and you can hand someone a Coke at different places around the world, and they'll know this is a Coke. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if we fork off that idea, say someone says. Well, I like Coke, but I want to create vanilla Coke. It's a it's vanilla, a tweak. That's a thing. That's a thing, vanilla Coke. It is a thing. It's, it's scary. It's a fork of Coke. It's a fork it's of essentially, Coke. Essentially, gotcha. <laughs> All right. So, like, someone said they want to create vanilla Coke, right? So they add this ingredient of vanilla Coke. Maybe they, maybe there's certain things along that, too. Maybe they d- decrease amount of sugar because you add in vanilla. There's more sugar. I don't know. Stuff like that. Right, but right. Now you fork off. Coke's still around, but mm-hmm. now you have this new thing, vanilla Coke, and you can churn out vanilla Coke, you can reproduce it, you can keep on going. So now you can see how... You know, All right, so Litecoin is the vanilla Coke to Bitcoin's Coke. Yeah. All right. Or All right. cherry or whatever you have. <laughs> or any <laughs> other Coke variation. All right, so in the in the crypto world, how does that work with with sort of the code of Bitcoin? So you got... The code of Bitcoin is open source, right? Meaning it's available to the public. Right. So I think that's a that's an excellent point to bring up is that this is mainly possible due to open source code, right? Like if I, you know, I personally, if I wanted to fork off um, Bitcoin's code, I could copy it. I could manip- 
manipulate it and call it Ross coin. Yeah. And we could go Ross on coin. from there. Yeah. Bit Bitcoin, Bitcoin lead or something like that. Since there's Bitcoin gold and Bitcoin something else. But anyway. Wow. Uh, yes, I got I you. I know where you're going with that. I love it. Though. <laughs> Bitcoin <laughs> lead. It's like a ch- much cheaper version. Of Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. You went way low for yeah, that. Yeah, I went low. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of generally it. And you go to what, what is it? GitHub? Oh yeah. So we, um, I mean, among uh, other places you could get the code at GitHub. GitHub. Yeah. I mean, there, there's all sorts of Git repositories or Git sites you can go to. There's GitLab, there's GitHub, all sorts of stuff. But I think the main thing is GitHub and I know Bitcoin lives there now. Yeah. I mean, it's Um, open source, so you can definitely get it if you want to, and then you know what to do with it. Yeah. And I think thinking about this and like, you know, if this code was protected and had all sorts of private issues with it, um, you know, let's say I make a game, it's going to be hard for someone to fork off my game if they have to come and say, or hey, Coke for anyone else to fork off Coke. Y- yeah. Right. It, Only Coke it, could really fork off Coke because it's not open source. It's yeah, proprietary. exactly. Their, their ingredient is secret in their own, in their own lab or what have you. Right. So, I mean, that I think that's the main deal with cryptocurrencies is that open source code allows people to fork off, copy, manipulate code and go on from there. All right. So, so what what you know, very generally what happened in 2011, I I'm I'm, I'm going to throw out another fact. Litecoin went live in Oct- on October 7th of 2011. So what happened on that date? What did Charlie Lee, who's sort of the guy who's credited with Litecoin, what did he do on October 7th of 2011? So basically, um, I guess prior to that, you know, he's copied. So what he's done up till then, he's copied Bitcoin's code. He's made some changes as he sees fit. You know, I, I want to change X, Y, and Z to ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk and, about those changes. In yeah, shortly. that yeah. that's coming up. So All stay right. tuned for <laughs> five minutes to in the future. <laughs> but basically, he's copied Bitcoin's code or... And you know, Git terminology forked it, um, made some changes, and now he's got a whole new, not whole new code base, but a new code base to now release out to nodes to do verification on blocks in the blockchain. And to to be a a new coin like this, at least from a hard fork of, of Bitcoin, um, and and specifically with Litecoin, uh, a whole new blockchain. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. So to me. It seems like, according to you, uh, you know, coders, you programmers, it's not that difficult because it's open source. It's not that difficult to go get the Bitcoin code and make a hard fork. But to me, it seems like the hard part then is getting the community behind it to support a blockchain and the consensus and all that goes with it, meaning um, miners and node operators and that kind of thing. Yeah, and especially from a coding standpoint, is deciding, you know, exactly what you said, is deciding on those sets of changes to go with. So you have this following, or at least initial group of people to help you out and start mining this yeah. new blockchain. And, and apparently back in 2011, um, Charlie Lee had that community, at least had some notoriety. I know he was known as being a Google um, engineer, um he had started i think another coin uh prior to litecoin and and it had some issues but he had some notoriety apparently to start um litecoin and then got the community to uh to support a new 
a new blockchain. So I guess then the question then, Ross, what uh, what potential investors should know is really what are the differences between Litecoin and Bitcoin? So yeah, that that's the key thing there. What's the difference? And it, why the, why did they do it? Right, that's the question. Right, we got this hard for we got Bitcoin back in 2011. It's two years old, but you know at least it's somewhat established back in that era. Um, but you know it does have some issues that we know about now. And and so what was the what was Litecoin meant to address? I think its main address and. This is my initial appeal to Litecoin back in the day, we'll say. Yeah. Um, was just its speed. It's yeah. like Bitcoin, it's got, you know. 10 minutes. It's got 10 minutes. 10 minutes ten, per, per block. Yeah. I mean, when I first tried to trade Bitcoin, I can't remember for what coin. I, w I was sitting there just waiting on an exchange. I mean, just waiting. Yeah. And I, and I was like, you know, I was sitting there with my friend like, wow, this this, this is, is slow. very slow. <laughs> and especially for the amount of coins I trade, Brian, it's, I mean, it's, it's dust, as they say. <laughs> not not <laughs> enough to, we're talking Satoshis, maybe. <laughs> oh, we're talking Satoshis, Brian. <laughs> but I mean. But, yeah. but yes, I mean, obviously, one of the major criticism of, of Bitcoin is its speed, I, I would say. So Litecoin, that was one of the things Litecoin meant to address. Yeah, it's, it's to have greater speed, but still have, um. A viable amount of security let's say that okay and so, so what did it do what, what was what did charlie lee come up with that was so, an improvement supposedly <clears throat> yeah the main thing um and this is a major concern to uh or major thing to note for miners is the uh, new hashing algorithm so um bitcoin uses uh sha 256 which as we know is i mean super secure very computational uh, computationally expensive mm -hmm. um so what um, he went to was what's called S-Script, which we can get it down into the nitty-gritty, but what it comes down to is it's less, much less computationally expensive to in, you know, enable you to verify transactions quickly, um, but right. still have a level of security that's not outrageous. Okay, you know? so, so um, even back in 2011, I guess... Um, the mining competition uh, apparently got to be such that uh, you had to keep upgrading. You, you couldn't just do it from your CPU anymore. And if you had a GPU, your chances probably weren't that great. And, and so, you know, one of the things that, uh, that was a big change in the Bitcoin mining, you know, in the early days was specialized rigs to be able to solve the puzzles of the SHA-256 cryptography uh faster than the competitors so that you would get the you would get to the block and get the block reward right yeah and that that comes to like the the another the kind of, i guess the second main appeal to litecoin is like you know they want to make this back to what bitcoin originally said which is basically anyone should be able to mine these blocks and be a node and be a part of the system yeah. you could run it out of your house or whatever sure you're Electric bill would be a little bit higher the next month, yeah. but not what it turned into now, which is, you know, all these uh, um, warehouses full of especially uh, special ASIC uh, rigs uh, dedicated to mining Bitcoin and using tremendous amounts of power. 
So at least in 2011, when Litecoin came out, it went back to if you had a CPU or, or, or definitely a GPU, you could yeah. be somewhat competitive in the, in the mining and maybe win a block every once in a while. Oh, yeah. And that's a huge appeal, especially back in 2011. It's like, man, Bitcoin, the competition is too high. There's this new blockchain with Litecoin going on. I can use a C, like a GPU and even a CPU to mine it. It's like, wow, I'm sold. Yeah. yeah. But as we all know, competition now has gotten... Even in, even in the Litecoin world. Yep, even in the Litecoin world. So, so from being able to be competitive and solving the puzzles, you know, as the hash rate goes up, the puzzles get more difficult with Litecoin as well, I'm guessing, as proof of work. Same, same as Bitcoin, I guess. The puzzles have to get more difficult. Yep. yep. All right. I mean, and so, so then, they, as I understand, they came out with special rigs for Litecoin mining as well, which kind of did away then with your chances to just run a, a regular gpu yep i mean it's almost coming back coming back to this vicious cycle of like you know person a like oh i've got a cpu i can actually compete and mine some nodes and get some rewards and then yeah. person b like well i'm gonna upgrade to this gpu and then person person a goes back and i'm gonna get a more powerful gpu and, and the cycle just goes on and on and then you just get outrageous all right Any, anything else about the uh the hard forking that we ought to know about how that how that works or how it worked here with, with oh, Litecoin. Oh, so an excellent, pro or a, I guess you call it a property or a cool fact about forking is, you know, say you have uh, two Bitcoin and there's a hard fork over. So your, your genesis node of the new block or new chain is block, let's say, I mean, just for giggles, it's block 100 of the Bitcoin blockchain. Mm -hmm. So you can't really destroy those two Bitcoins you have. So what... Right, everybody who's say, on the old block is still on the block. Yeah, they can still keep going, keep your Bitcoin and going, but on the new block, you at least get an equivalent amount of coins in that new currency. So in Litecoin, if you had two Bitcoin on the new chain, you have two Litecoin. Of course, it's not going to be of of the same value Bitcoin is, but just to make things work and flow evenly. Okay. You know? So if you're a holder of the existing blockchain, you get um, coins from the forked blockchain. Yep. And then presumably, or at least maybe hopefully, uh, you then, then want to participate in the new chain, I guess. Maybe it's part of that. Yep. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's talk about other um, differences uh, with, with uh, between uh, Litecoin and Bitcoin, so I think I know you said that the uh, the speed of Litecoin is much faster than Bitcoin, and I think in fact it's four times faster, right? So as whereas Bitcoin is uh, one block every ten minutes, Litecoin is every two and a half minutes. Two and a half, yep. That's so, where they try to keep it up. Yeah. Uh -huh. So so four times faster. And I don't know if this is a, a coincidence or not, but also I noticed the total supply is four times greater. So whereas the total supply of Bitcoin is 21 million, the total supply of Litecoin is 84 million. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting that you know a lot of aspects of Litecoin are just kind of like tweaks of Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean you'll see it a lot. Like. By nature, yeah. I guess it's a it's a hard fork. So we're really yeah. talking about the same thing, and and, to some extent. I mean, as you said, the biggest change really is the uh, S S crypt versus the SHA two fifty six. 
and you know now in 2020 i know a lot of people are thinking like wow he just kind of copied and tweaked a bunch of things but i mean in 2011 at that time that yeah. that's pretty cool to yeah. like well i like bitcoin's ideas but i'm just going to tweak them a little bit i mean right. at the time it's really cool well really to good. me it's pretty significant that you know this happened in 2011 which is way before most coins that exist today you know certainly existed and it's still around. It's still number six. It's now, as of the date of this recording, it's the number six on the coin market cap. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's definitely uh, stood the test of time to some extent. Yep. Um, all right. And so, as we've said, similar to Bitcoin, it uses the uh, proof of work for... Um, for its consensus, and um, last year, Litecoin had a halving. It uh, the, the the rate went from uh, um, from twenty five uh, coins per uh, as as the block reward to twelve point five, and that was in August of twenty nineteen. Is that right? Yep, and I think that was a another appeal to get people over to Litecoin too. Um, and I think you know Charlie Lee has come out and say like, you know his reason for making Litecoin was not to compete with Bitcoin, but to, to be a complement to Bitcoin for smaller transactions. But yeah, that was, that was one of the earlier appeals. It was like, Hey, you get more coins paid out if you uh, join the Litecoin. Yeah. Really yeah so, although right now, as we speak, um, the rewards are, are the same. In other words, the winning, uh, the block reward is 12.5 uh, for both Litecoin and Bitcoin. Although, as we know, the Bitcoin halving is coming up in May of 2020, where the reward will go down to uh, 6.25. Yeah. So, like, hey, Bitcoin. Litecoin will still be a little bit ahead. So, still hey, a little bit ahead. <laughs> Although the uh, not in value, the, but the, the price is not proportion uh, as one quarter is not one quarter of the price of uh, Bitcoin as at the time we're doing that this. part did not exactly work <laughs> that out. did not did not happen. Well, all right, let's talk then about our sort of thoughts on, on Litecoin versus Bitcoin. Maybe I'll throw this out at you. Bring it on. Throw I, it at me. I, I think um, a lot of people, including myself, think that uh, Bitcoin is a store of value and in some ways comparable to gold in the sense that gold is a store of value. And when you know world events um, threaten the status quo, such as some event that you know, maybe portends a, a future war of some significance, then gold usually goes up. And I think we've seen that to some extent with Bitcoin, and I think that'll be more the case. Charlie Lee has certainly tried to say that uh, uh, Litecoin is the silver to Bitcoin's gold. And I was wondering if you see it in that way as well, or is that just a... Uh, uh, an analogy that doesn't really hold the way that gold does to silver. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I would, like, you know, before kind of prepping for this podcast, I'll be honest. I was a Litecoin fanboy. I was very into Litecoin. <laughs> fanboy. Whoa. Oh yeah, that's intense. Oh yeah, I was very into. No, Litecoin. I knew you liked Litecoin. I've heard you talk about it. Many I've times. got a lot. My most of my stake right now is in Litecoin, and I think that might be changing. Um, just because my initial appeal to Litecoin was speed of transaction. Mm -hmm. Like I say before, like waiting on Bitcoin to transfer funds over yep. to something else is right. ridiculous. So right. when I switched to Litecoin, I was like, oh yeah, two and a half minutes. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. And now I'd, I almost 
would rather switch over to something more stable. Yeah. Like, I mean, right. we don't have to get into it, but Tether or something. We'll, we'll talk about Tether in a yep. future episode. But yeah, and maybe even Tether came about after um, you got into Litecoin. Because, you know, in the early days, Litecoin was sort of a better alternative if you're going to be switching among different cryptocurrencies. Um, it was a good way to do that, as you said. But now that you know, Tether seems to have become the default for that. But we, we can talk about that later. What about though? As uh, I mean, you you still have advantages, I think, with uh, Litecoin to Bitcoin. Um, you know, one of the, one of the issues with Bitcoin is is it is it even real realistic to have Bitcoin as more of a day to day currency? And I think most people say no, unless the Lightning Network takes off, and that, maybe that's for another show as well. Yeah, but um, it's too many topics, man. Yeah, too many. <laughs> but 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 you know, it's still Litecoin still has that advantage over Bitcoin. In other words, it's so much faster that it can be used more realistically as a daily currency versus Bitcoin. Yeah, and if you can do that little sacrifice in security, I mean, I think it's negligible. I mean, yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, my, my thoughts on, on, on the silver to, silver and gold thing, again, that's probably just a marketing thing that Charlie Lee, Lee came up with to uh, promote his coin. A big, big buzzword for me. Yeah, like, and, and, and I don't cool. blame him for that. And maybe his point was, we're not really competing with Bitcoin. We're sort of an alternative, and with that, I'm fine. I don't really see Litecoin as a, as, as a store of value. I, I think right now... Oh, okay. If you're going to look for a digital store of value, you're going to Bitcoin. Um, I don't see, I don't see uh, so uh, Litecoin. You're already mixing them up. Man. Yeah, you're I getting see, sold. <laughs> no, I don't see Litecoin as being an alternative to that. I, I think that's for now. Bitcoin is is the store of value in the digital crypto world. Um, but you know, I do see. Litecoin as being an alternative to Bitcoin as as far as a currency goes. My issue with investing in Litecoin is the alternatives. There's lots of alternatives, um, more recent. In fact, about all of them are more recent, meaning they've had, you know, the experience and time to learn from, you know, issues of Litecoin. And we'll, we'll, of course, talk about those in future podcasts. Um, but that's, that's my concern. I, I don't know if it's going to be the winner or one of the uh, survivors, I would say, of the, uh, of the cryptocurrencies um, for more day-to-day transactions. It could be. Yeah. It could be. I'm just not convinced of it enough yet to invest uh, significantly in it. Yeah, I think, you know, like we said before, going back to 2011 – this is cool. This is really cool stuff yeah. compared to Bitcoin. But right. I don't know. Now, I, I think you said it perfectly. There's so many competitors that achieve this speed of transaction goal that's just like, oh, man. Yeah. White coins kind of just getting lost. In the I like now. it. I think it was great. It sort of maybe started part of the, uh, rev- the ICO revolution, which went crazy, which went way over the top. But, I mean, it's still around. And therefore, it, it does have, you know, does have value. It is serving a purpose. You know, it's just hard to say where we are, whether whether it'll end up surviving or someone else will, somebody else that's uh, w- one of these other coins that are sort of addressing the same market will end up prevailing. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like our general consensus is if you're going to have a store value, 
Bitcoin is probably your better yeah, option. For store for, value, I mean, for me, for store value, go to Bitcoin. If you're looking for a currency that'll be uh, a cryptocurrency that'll be used more on a day-to-day basis instead of uh, the fiat currencies, it is one, the way I see it, is one of the contenders, one of several others, which we'll talk about in future podcasts. But at this point, I'm not confident enough to invest a significant amount in it. Yep. And after this episode, I'm kind of wanting to change my mindset a little bit. <laughs> hey, I might get on uh, some exchanges tonight and make some moves. Well, there you go. Well, hey, that's that's part of why we do this. But anyway, I think um, uh, Litecoin is uh, is definitely something to uh, to keep in mind, to keep on your radar, to follow, to to compare to the other um, cryptocurrencies, and um, and then just make a decision on what you think to invest in. Yeah, for sure. All right. This has been another presentation of The Crypto Masters. That's right, guys. Stay tuned next week. We'll bring you something even better. All right. (laughs) Take care, everybody.